Good morning, everyone. If we haven't got a specific testimony, no doubt we can testify to the grace of God. Because as we heard last week, His grace is sufficient. And His strength and His power is made certain, made apparent in our weakness. So let's thank God. A bit nearer? Thank you. Good, thank you. Whenever I come to speak, I'm always reminded of the fact that there are many of our brothers and sisters across the world who don't have this opportunity to come and gather together to receive the Word of God, to praise God. And it's something that I think we can take for granted, that we have this privilege to do this. And I think that we should always be reminded that we are blessed in this country to be able to gather together and receive the Word of God. So please remember to pray for our brothers and sisters in other lands who don't have this privilege. And let's always be grateful to our God that we can come together and receive the Word of God in peace, in safety and security. Amen. Okay. Today I'd like to look at a couple of verses in the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 6. If you remember, last time I spoke, I spoke regarding Jacob's dream at Bethel. And we saw how God intervened into the life of Jacob to speak to him, to bless him, and to assure him of God's purpose for his life. And really, from what I can understand from scripture, Jacob wasn't really expecting God at that point. He was on his way to find a wife. So possibly God was furthest thing from his thoughts. <laughs> he was looking forward to finding a wife. And he was sleeping. And God gave him a dream. And God spoke to him through that dream. So anyway, we're wide awake. <laughs> so we are Let's be ready to receive what God will say to us this morning because our God is a speaking God and he continues to speak to his people and if we have receptive hearts and listening ears we will hear what he has to say to us this morning. Amen? Amen. I'm going to look at uh, Mark 6 verses 30 and 31. Just a couple of verses. And they're sandwiched between the report of the death of John the Baptist and the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. So if you're not careful, you'll miss these two verses. <laughs> and if you're familiar with Mark, you know that Mark is a gospel of activity. From beginning to end, Mark, there's something's going on. Something's always happening. Mark didn't even have time to write about the birth of Jesus. He went straight into the ministry. <laughs> it's the shortest gospel, and it's a book of activity. 
In fact, it's probably the first book of Acts. <laughs> it's the Acts of Jesus and the Acts of the Disciples. So, these two verses we are easy to miss because there's so much activity going on. But I want to read these two verses and we want to look at them and see how they will speak to us today. So, verses 30 and 31 of Mark 6. Scripture says, The apostles gathered round Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. That's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> sometimes it's good to be active and to be involved in ministry but sometimes Jesus says come come apart come with me to a quiet place and get some rest I don't know how busy you are with ministry, with family, with work with whatever you need to do but Jesus is saying to you today come apart a while come to a quiet place and get some rest. If that's you, this is God's word for you today. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I just prepared this message. So receive it as from God. He has something to say to us. So I'm going to divide it into four parts. Come with me. By yourselves. To a quiet place. And get some rest. Those are the four things we're going to look at today. So first of all, Jesus says, come with me. These are some of the most important words that we'll ever hear. The words of Jesus. He says, come with me. He's not sending us anywhere. He's not sending us to anyone else. He's saying, come with me. That's important to hear that. Jesus calls us to come to him, that we might be with him. This is an invitation to spend time with God. To spend time with him in his presence. So whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, in fact, before you do anything, before you go anywhere, Spend time with Jesus in his presence. That's of the utmost importance. Before you do anything, before you go anywhere. In fact, the success of your endeavours, your labour and your work is dependent upon, is determined by how much time you spend with God. Successful people, in other words, those who fulfil God's plans and purposes for their lives, because only those people are successful people. <laughs> There's no other success other than fulfilling God's plan and purpose for my life. That's true success. And successful people are people who spend time with God. You can't be successful otherwise. Your success as a Christian is determined by how much time you spend in the presence of God. 
So why is that so? Why is this so? Because two important things are necessary for your success as a Christian. And these are found in the presence of God. First of all, God's input into your life. His communication. He communicates by his word and through his spirit. And it's important, it's essential, that we get into the presence of God so that he can download to us. You think of a computer. (laughs) God wants to download onto our hard drive. And he does that as we go into his presence. God inputs into our lives as we come into his presence. And also he gives direction for our lives. He guides us by his word and by his spirit. So for these two reasons it's essential for us as Christians to come into the presence of God. So that he might input into our lives so that we might know what we ought to be doing and how we ought to be doing it. And also that he might guide us in our lives so that we might know where we ought to go and when we ought to go. Jesus says, come with me. It's an invitation for nearness and an invitation for relationship. God wants us to be near to him, to be near with him because he wants to have a relationship with us so he calls us to himself he says come with me Jesus invites us to spend time with him so that we might be near him so that we might be close to him so that we might relate with him and relate to him so that we might receive from him. Do you know there are some things that can only be received in the presence of God. That's why it's so important for us as Christians to come into the presence of God. Psalm 16:11, David says, You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In the presence of God, we find knowledge, we find direction, we find fullness of joy, and we find pleasures forevermore. Isn't that good? That's worthwhile getting into the presence of God for. David again in Psalm 31.20, he says, In the shelter of your presence you hide them, you hide us, from the intrigues of men, from the plans and purposes of men. In your dwelling you keep us safe from accusing tongues. In the presence of God we find shelter, we find safety, we find security. David again, Psalm 51:11. David writes, "Do not cast me from your presence or take your holy spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me." 
In God's presence, we find the assurance of the Holy Spirit. We find the joy of our salvation. And we find the sustaining power of a willing spirit. So let's get into the presence of God. It's worthwhile. It's beneficial. There's so much blessing that we can receive from God as we find ourselves in his presence. Now David wasn't perfect. We know that. But David knew the value of being, of living in the presence of God. Do you know the value of being, of living in the presence <coughs> of God? Jesus says, come to me. Whatever you have to leave behind, whoever you have to leave behind, don't miss this invitation. How you respond to this invitation will determine the course of your life. It's important to find ourselves in the presence of God because it determines the course of our life. It determines how the plan and purpose of God will work out in our lives. So Jesus says, come with me by yourselves, alone with God. No one else but you. No one else with you. No external distractions. It's good to meet together and have fellowship one with another. But sometimes we have to find ourselves alone in the presence of God. Isn't that true? Very true. As Christians we have to be careful that our lives are not so filled with the busyness and distractions that we either neglect or that we have no time to spend in the presence of God, to spend alone with God. Two examples from the life of Jacob in the book of Genesis. As I said, we looked earlier, last time I spoke, we looked at Jacob's dream at Bethel. That's Genesis 28. And also in Genesis 32, Jacob wrestles with God. There are very different incidents. One, Jacob's asleep and he receives a dream. In the other incident, Jacob is wrestling with God. Couldn't be two polar opposites. One he's dreaming and one he's wrestling. But there are some similarities between the two incidents. First of all, in both examples, Jacob was left alone with God. He was travelling, the first example, he was travelling al alone with, and he found himself with God, in the presence of God. And the second, Jacob was travelling with his family. But he took the opportunity, he sent his family on for, before him, and he stayed alone, and God met him there, and he wrestled with God. So in both examples, Jacob is alone with God. There was nothing and there was no one to distract Jacob from hearing and giving attention to the voice of God. No distractions. And God spoke to Jacob and blessed him in each example. 
God intervened into the life of Jacob and gave him assurance regarding the presence and promise for the future. That's Jacob. How about you? How about me? Well, it's no different for us. When we find ourselves in the presence of God, alone, without any distractions, God will indeed speak to us. God will bless us. God will intervene into our life. And God will give us assurance for the present and promise for the future. So why wouldn't we want to get alone in the presence of God? What prevents us from doing this? Are we too busy? Have we got too many distractions? Is there so much going on in our lives that we don't have time to spend alone with God? Why would you choose? Why would you want to miss out on all of this blessing? that God has promised to each of us. Are you hearing what God is saying this morning? He says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place. When we come into the presence of God, we come into a, a quiet place, away from all the noise and distraction of life away from all the hustle and bustle of life. Isaiah 30, 15. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, the Holy One of Israel. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust, in quietness and confidence will be your strength. Anyone feeling weary? Lacking confidence? Needing strength? You need to get into the quiet place of God's presence. And as you enter into the quiet place of God's presence, he will restore you. He will give you assurance. And he will strengthen you. David says, Psalm 23, we know it well. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Anyone in need of restoration? <laughs> Sometimes we do need to be restored. Life is so busy, so much going on, we've got so much to do. So many places to get to. So many appointments. Life's like that sometimes, isn't it? We need to take time out of the business of life to come into God's presence so that he can restore us, so that he can refresh us, so that he can assure us, so that he can strengthen us. I'm not quite sure how your life is at the moment. I don't know, obviously. But God is calling you today to find time to come into his presence.
You may be at the end of your tether. You may have come to the end of your endurance. I don't know what your life is like. We come to church, we smile. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. But sometimes we're not so fine. Sometimes we've got a lot going on. Family problems, work problems, relationship problems, problems with bills, <laughs> problems with neighbours. So many different problems. But our God and Father wants us to pause, to take some time out, to get into his presence, so that he can minister to us. Maybe you think you can't take it anymore, whatever it is. Maybe you've come to the end of yourself. Well, God says, take time out. Come into my presence. He wants to restore you. He wants to refresh you. He wants to heal you. Are you hearing his voice today? Our God says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Anybody need rest today? Do you need rest? Are you weary? Matthew 11, 28, 30, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So why is rest necessary? Some people seem to keep going all the time, but rest is necessary. Because your ability to keep going and your ability to persevere, your effectiveness and your fruitfulness as a Christian are all dependent upon the quality and the quantity of your rest. And this rest is found only in the presence of Jesus. In the King James Version, Mark 6.31 is rendered, Come ye yourselves apart, into a desert place and rest a while. Wow, those are beautiful words, aren't they? <clears throat> Stop what you're doing. Pause what you're doing. Find yourself into a desert place. A desert place is a lonely place. There's no distractions. There's nothing else going on. And rest a while. Take time out. You need to take a rest with Jesus so that you might recharge your batteries. Anyone's batteries running low? <laughs> Too often we keep running and running. Is it the Duracell battery? Keeps going. <laughs> Sometimes we think we're like the Duracell battery. We keep going and going. But then begin to run down. We begin to run on empty. There's nothing left. But we try to keep going. And we lose our effectiveness. We lose our fruitfulness. People who are effective and people who are fruitful know the value of rest. Because we're not in competition with one another. 
You know, we're not, you know, I don't have to keep up with Pastor Paul. What's Pastor Paul doing? I've got to keep up with Pastor Paul. Caroline, what's she doing? Well, I must do what Caroline's doing. You know, we're not in competition. We don't have to strive to be more, to do better than somebody else. No, we're not in competition with one another. We're working together. And we achieve as each part does its work. So we don't have to outdo one another. We don't have to out-achieve anyone else. So Jesus says, come apart and rest. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not a race that you have to keep up with everybody else. In fact, sometimes to run this race, you need a bit of rest. Because the Christian life isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. So sometimes you have to pause. Slow down. Take some rest. Otherwise, you're going to run out of steam. And you're not going to finish the race. So, pause. Take time out. Don't worry. Jesus won't leave you behind. <laughs> you won't have to run and catch up with him. He says, come with me. Come apart. And rest a while. Come with me by yourselves. To a quiet place. And take some rest. So when you need to take a rest, take a rest. It's not unspiritual. <laughs> Some people think it's unspiritual to rest. They think they have to keep going all the time. And God's behind them with a whip. <laughs> keep going. God isn't driving us. He's leading us. And he says, come apart and rest a while. Come with me. By yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. These are the words of Jesus. What was the context? Why was it necessary for the disciples to hear these words of Jesus? Well, let's look at, read those verses again, Mark 6, 30 and 31. The apostles gathered round Jesus and reported him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Well, those verses re relate to the passage John 6, 6 to 13, where Jesus had sent out the 12. The apostles had been sent out on ministry by Jesus to engage in ministry. They'd gone out and they'd preached a message of repentance. They drove out many demons. They'd anointed the sick and healed many of the sick. So they'd been successful in their ministry and they'd returned to Jesus and they were, they were reporting everything that they had done and everything that they had, they had taught. So now it was time to rest. It was time to recover. But they could not do so. Because there were so many people coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to have something to eat. I was, as I was thinking, I was thinking of a, a busy hospital where there's been an emergency and many people have been taken into the hospital and the doctors and nurses are rushing around, treating the sick, rushing here and there. And I can imagine the disciples a bit like that. They've done this ministry... People had heard about it 
And now people have come. They'd follow the disciples back to be with Jesus. And they, they wanted healing. They wanted attention. And they were calling the disciples. And they didn't even have a chance to sit down and eat. So Jesus said, okay, time out. <laughs> time to have a break. Let's pause here. And Jesus says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Now, ministry is important. Please don't misunderstand me. Ministry is important. And Jesus has called each of us to minister to others. People are important. God has called us to minister to people. We mustn't neglect that. In fact, there'll always be people with needs. If we, they never, we'd never have come to an end of it. If we always were dealing with people with needs, really, we would never come to an end. From now until Jesus comes. There are always people with needs that we need to attend to. But yet it was necessary for Jesus to say, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Sometimes it's important to prioritise time with Jesus. Because if you don't, you'll never find the time. Life's like that. If you don't set times for certain things, you find there's no time. Have you found life like that? You say, I must do so and so. But if you don't set a particular time for doing so and so, that time never comes. So we have to prioritise time to get into the presence of God, to find a quiet time, so that we might have time for rest, time for restoration, time to hear his voice, time to listen to what he's got to say to each one of us. Are you hearing his voice today? Are you hearing what he's saying to us? So let's sum up. If the preacher never sums up, he'll never come to hear his sermon. <laughs> It's important to sum up. So what has God said to us? What have we learned? Jesus says, come with me, by yourselves, to a quiet place, and get some rest. So Jesus invites us to come into his presence. He invites us to come by ourselves, without any distractions, from anyone else or anything else. He invites us to come into a quiet place. Time to think and time to reflect. Time to listen to his voice and time to hear his words. Where we can find time to rest. So that he's able to restore us. So that he's able to refresh us. Don't be too busy to find time to come into the presence of God. Ministry is good. People are important. But you will be more effective, more fruitful and more productive if you would learn to value time spent 
in the presence of God. So bless you as you receive the word of God. And you will indeed be blessed as you seek to prioritise and seek to find every opportunity to spend time in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Bless you.